0: Oh, what's up guys? Sorry I didn't see you there, just enjoying my Aunt Jemima original pancake syrup. The vintage, the vintage, it still has her face on it. I actually went to the grocery store today uh, and and bought this and they still have the face on it. So just wanna share that with you guys and before we get started, I just wanna say that for you people on YouTube, I I think you can do this on Facebook as well. If anyone donates uh, $10 or more, maybe let's make it, let's make it 15. (laughs) Let's make it 15. Okay. If you donate $15 or more today to Will Witt Live on YouTube Super Chat or whatever, I'll, I'll take a drink of this Aunt Jemima syrup. Okay? So there you go. You guys can watch me suffer drinking this syrup. But anyway, what's up guys? Will Witt here with Will Witt Live episode four. We are already at four episodes. It feels like I was doing episode one, I don't know, like three weeks ago. We grown up time so fast. We've grown up so fast. You guys remember Taylor. Taylor is here. Say hello. Hey guys. He's the one helping on all the stuff behind the scenes. I wanted to just give you guys a reminder before we started that if you enjoy this podcast, this podcast is now on Apple. So you can search it on Apple Podcasts, Will Wit Live. Please give it five stars. Drop a nice review if you're feeling so inclined. It really helps us out so that more people will see this. So uh, the podcast doesn't come out um, on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and Google Play until actually the next day, on Thursday, when I get the audio off and upload it. So tomorrow, go drop a review. Um leave a leave a five stars we really appreciate it so before we get started i want to talk about what i think is the the stupidest thing of the week which was this that i saw today this is racism declared public health crisis in san bernardino county what do you guys think of that racism is declared a public health crisis do you know what else is not considered a public health crisis in california homelessness you see what is happening there? I mean, the amount of drugs and, and uh, disgusting places that these people are living in and, and crime that's happening there. But no, racism is. And this whole thing, it just divides people even more. You come on, the government comes on and says, oh, racism is a public health crisis? What do you think you're telling young black people and young white people in America who live in San Bernardino? You're telling them, wow, I must be a racist or wow, these other people must be racist towards me. It's totally defeating the purpose of working towards actually stopping racism. So yeah, I thought this was really dumb. I saw it on my buddy's Instagram story. So then I posted it. If you guys don't follow me on Instagram, it is at the Will Wit. Make sure you always also follow PragerU on Instagram, Twitter, everything else, at the Will Wit on all social media platforms. And if you guys haven't seen my uh, most recent video, I did an interview with Tim Ballard. If you guys don't know who Tim Ballard is, he runs the organization OUR, Operation Underground Railroad, which works to help Uh, Human trafficking child sex trafficking. I mean, I mean he does amazing work the things that this guy's seen and done It's absolutely incredible. So please go check him out. Go check out that interview and share that as well So I'm asking you guys to do a lot today (laughs) But that's okay We we got to do a lot to try and to try and save America, right? so Okay Here's what I wanted to talk about today. I was watching this guy um john doyle he has this this account on youtube he's a young guy he's only like 20 years old and i was watching some of his videos and he's super smart really cool guy um and i i felt inspired by some of the things that he was talking about and was thinking about how some of the things he was talking about relate to america right now and so i want you guys to think right now in your heads what is american culture right now you know or or what that that you can think of that that Brings America together, brings all Americans together like a through line, you know, a thread, I guess you would say, a thread of America that that everyone can kind of agree with and relate to. You guys can think about that right now as we get into this. Taylor, what what do you think? Can you think of a, a thread or a through line of America right now? Race baiting. Race bait. <laughs> yeah, that is that. I think that the left, that's a thread with with leftist Americans right now, extreme leftist Americans, race baiting. Um, but no, in my head, thinking about this question, because I was pondering this and I can't think of something that is an American thread that really brings us all together anymore. You know, I feel like if you go back in the past, you can think about things such as, you know, individual liberty, picking yourself up by your bootstraps. These were really, you know, American values that set this country apart from a lot of other countries across the world. And now it doesn't really seem like that at all. You know, I asked someone else this question and they said, you know, I said, what is the American culture? They said baseball. I said, you know, American culture is not some baseball some sport think about the things that we fought for the things that we are still fighting for american culture has nothing to do with baseball you have these conservative people and they say you know i just want to drink my beer and 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 shoot guns and it's like that's not the american culture either okay that's not american culture there's something you do as an american but what does that have to do with with actually being an american you know what i mean like people also i asked some other people and they're talking about freedom they're talking about freedom as this this through line but You know, are are you are we feeling that free in America right now? Look at big tech, how they're silencing voices. I put this up oh this one up from our lawsuit because you know, YouTube is restricting our videos, big tech is silencing us, all these big tech companies are controlled by the left. Do you feel free to say your voice on there? That if you say something conservative, you're gonna be okay? Do you feel safe or free at a at a university as a student that your ideas and your views will be fairly assessed or that you have the ability to say them? Do you feel free as a someone working in media or in Hollywood that if you are a conservative that you'll be able to say what you want to say no I mean I I feel like a lot of people don't feel like that you know or they don't feel they feel like their first amendment is under attack they feel like the second amendment is under attack so I don't really feel like freedom right now is the through line that we can say or something like patriotism you know a lot of people say oh well, well love of our country is something that we can all get behind and I'm like really the left hates this country the left absolutely hates America look at them they're tearing down statues right now in our country because they hate it and conservatives right now you know what are the things that we're supposed to be really proud of that's going on in this country you know the, the church has been completely is being completely neutered and destroyed in America. Uh, Community values are being destroyed. The family unit is being destroyed. These are things that are, you know, generally conservative principles. All of these things are being destroyed. You know, I I don't feel a whole lot of pride for for a lot of things that are happening in this country right now with how the left is dominating it, you know, and that there's there's no unity with all of us. You get what I'm trying to say about this or, or kind of what I'm getting at? I just want to think about these riots, you know. I'm going through my notes right now, but I want to think about these riots, and you have these young people, I mean millions of young people, who are going out and marching for Black Lives Matter and police brutality and things like that, and then you have all these young people just about my age, you know, I felt the same way, I felt incredibly disenfranchised with the left's ideas when I was in college, and got, you know, much happier when I became a conservative, but you have all these young people who are either graduating from college, or about to graduate from college, they have no money, they have bad family lives, they feel lonely, they're addicted to social media, and then conservatives on social media or on Twitter or something are making memes saying, you know, let's roast the libs or stupid libtard. And it's like, how are we going to enfranchise these people to actually love this country or find a through line with all of us Americans when we are so divided like that, that we are not working together at all. There is no through line in America right now. And I think that's why we have so many of these people going out and destroying this country or trying to at least radically transform it. Because there is nothing that holds us all together. You know, they want to find something that they, can, that they can get in a community and a group and say, okay, we're all going to tear down statues or we're all going to, you know, protest Aunt Jemima. And then, you know, we'll all feel like a group, like I'm a part of something. You know, I feel like this is why a ton of people turn to leftism because they don't, they don't have a lot of, you know, real meaning in their life, So they turn to something that they feel gives them meaning, gives them part of a group. And so they do this and then they tear down this country and we're just completely divided. And I think it's a really sad thing, and I don't think that conservatives are doing enough to try and to try and fix something like this. And I can agree that myself, you know, I I feel like part of the problem sometimes. You know, we see these riots and these things happening, and and we're we're tweeting about it, and I talk about it on my podcast. You know what I mean? I I, I want to do more, but again, I don't always know exactly what to do. So sorry. I hope this isn't too rambly. I hope you guys are enjoying what I'm saying, or at least taking some some merit from what I'm trying to say. But I'm, I'm just scared for for the country right now and, and the things that that we as conservatives are supposed to be doing. You know, It's very easy, just like we were talking about, I think two episodes ago where I talked about you know, activism on the left where you go and you post a black square for the Black Lives Matter. and it's very easy and it's kind of shallow and it doesn't take anything. You know, it's the same thing with with going on Twitter and and retweeting some, you know, conservative influencer, but then not actually trying to, to to, do these things within your own life or, you know, preserve your community or whatever it might be. So I guess I'm trying to say this is that we need to be better as conservatives and, and work towards actually preserving the things that actually really do matter. You know, God, country, community, family. These things that are being lost. They're being lost in the conversation right now. And if we can make these young people feel like these things are important, then we can do a lot of good. We can do a lot of good, but right now the left is making them feel like that is not important, and we should tear down what this country was built on and what we stand on. So, there's my opening monologue about freedom. <laughs> so, yeah, I, uh, I I just think it's really important. I wanted to show something real quick before we get into the NASCAR uh, noose stuff. Wait, have we had anyone ch- donate? Fifteen dollars. I'll I'll drink some two dollar. I'm not drinking this Aunt Jemima for two dollars. Okay, I have fifteen dollars. And uh or more, and I will drink some of the Anchimima. I wanted to show you guys this for the people who are listening to this after Apple Pod or listening to this afterwards on Apple Podcasts, you can see uh this or I will show it to you. Okay, this is a fake account that was messaging people under my name, named the official Will Wit is what they name themselves. And they said, hello, this is what they messaged someone who, who follows me. Hello, beautiful. I've seen quite a handful of your comment on my post uploaded on my business page. So I decided to create a more private page to appreciate those people whose comments and good wishes encourages me. And I hope to bring you guys more. Thanks a lot. I feel so honored and blessed to have you an amazing fan like you. Yeah, very strange. Just So I'm just saying this, that if someone messages you with the name Will Witt and it's not me. It's not me, okay? I had once one time, I had this, this guy, he made an account in, uh, he he made a fake Tinder account with my face on it, <laughs> and, uh, and it was in Montana, and I had some girl message it to me and say, is this you? Are you in Montana? You want to meet up? I was like, no, I'm not in Montana. This is not me. So it was very funny, but yeah, don't make fake Tinder accounts of me. So I'm not sure if that would help you get many girls anyway if they knew you were a conservative or only five foot nine but you can try anyway okay let's get into the right sorry i keep switching the, the topic real quick but I just this is important i was thinking about maybe doing this podcast twice a week in the upcoming weeks you know i want to hear your guys's uh your say on that I have we've been doing really successful uh, or we've been really successful the podcast has been doing really well And taylor needs more things to do during his week So I think that if we were to do two days a week we do monday and wednesdays You guys can let me know if you would tune in You know, I know everyone nowadays has a podcast and everyone has something to say and tons of influence influencers and stuff So for you guys to be spending your afternoons with me It really does mean a lot So if you guys would want to spend your afternoons with me twice a week, too Excuse me, because there's so many things that I want to talk about on this podcast. There's so much going on in the world. It's like I wanna, I wanna do it more. So if you guys feel like you wanna talk more about this stuff and you wanna do another day, let me know in the comments so I can, I can know, because I'd, I'd really like to do it more. Okay, let's go into the news. Let's talk about the NASCAR noose hoax. NASCAR news hoax. That's kind of a tongue twister. It's kind of hard to say. But if you guys didn't know. A guy, Bubba Wallace, right? Bubba Wallace is the name of the guy? I believe so. Believe so. Okay, Bubba Wallace. He was a NASCAR driver. He's one of the, or I think he is the only African-American NASCAR driver to uh, compete in the pro circuit. I think pro circuit. Sorry, I don't watch NASCAR. Okay? I've never been a fan of NASCAR. I, I think it's very boring. If you're a NASCAR fan out there, sorry about that. But I, I, don't, I don't personally like it. I watch different sports like badminton and croquet um, and disc golf, my favorite sport. But so the guy, okay, so another guy who he works with or something like that found what looked like to be a noose in a garage. Okay, you found this noose, and then it comes out, and everyone starts looking at it, and they think it's this whole racist deal where, you know, someone is basically saying, you're black, and this is like a noose because we want to hang you, whatever it may be, okay? And so now the media is freaking out. Everyone is freaking out, saying it's so racist, and NASCAR people, people who watch NASCAR are racist. What was the, the girl's name? Her name was Jamel Hill, who smeared NASCAR fans, you know. Saying these are the these are the type of people who who watch NASCAR these racist people, and so it was really you know if it turned out to be true I mean that's a terrible thing to leave a noose like that on some on someone just because they're black I mean it's a horrible racist thing, but I mean then we found out that all of this it wasn't actually real it didn't actually happen, and they did this whole ceremony I'm gonna pull up the video for you guys right now so you guys can see.
1: All of NASCAR's drivers have rallied around Bubba Wallace. The NASCAR Cup Series, lone black driver, after what happened here yesterday afternoon. The drivers, led by reigning Cup Series champion Kyle Busch in green, and their crews, the entire garage area, has rallied around Bubba Wallace and the number 43 today. Because yesterday after,
0: yeah. So that that was that. I mean, they did a whole ceremony over a hate crime that didn't even turn out to be real. I mean, does this just remind you of Jesse Smollett all over again? To me, it doesn't seem to be as nefarious as that because it doesn't seem like you know some. I mean, I could be wrong, and we don't know what's going to happen yet. Maybe more details will come out. But as of now, it doesn't seem like you know someone nefariously put that there to make it seem like a fake hate crime. But You know, who knows? It definitely it it totally could have been and maybe it'll come out that it was fake and that that they put it there to make it seem like a hate crime. I don't know. But um, I'm going to pull up. Let's pull up the statement that the, the NASCAR said after it came out that this was fake. NASCAR said. The FBI has completed its investigation at Talladega Super Speedway and determined that Bubba Wallace was not the target of a hate crime. The FBI report concludes and photographic evidence confirms that the garage door pull rope fashioned like a noose had been positioned there since as early as last fall. Okay, so they found out basically, but then it ends. It says, we remain steadfast in our commitment to providing a welcoming and inclusive environment for all who love racing. So, yeah, the whole thing turned out to be fake the whole thing turned out to be fake and uh fake uh, news. Fake news. Yeah, there's fake news. It was funny. I mean, the the memes are are pretty funny, I have to admit. Anytime there's like you can count on millennials and generation Z that if there's ever a tragedy in America, the first thing that comes are memes. And, you know, you can take that as a blessing or a curse. But the, the memes are, are always very funny. But anyway, they, uh, this, this rope had been there since last year. And it just goes to show you that the left, it's like with the Covington Catholic School boys, okay? You guys remember that, where there was the whole story and everyone starts reporting on it and saying, oh, it's horrible racism and these kids are so racist. And then it comes out that none of it is even true. It's the exact same thing. And you think, you know, the left is so quick to jump on anything that could be construed as any sort of inkling of racism in it that they do it without any care for actually journalistic integrity at all. So they come on, they say this is racist and someone committed a hate crime and it turns out to not be true at all. And the left, this is going to continue to happen. I have no doubt in my mind that the left is going to stop looking at things like this and continue to put them out. And the sad thing is, the really sad thing is, is that this whole story comes out and it goes completely viral and millions and millions of people see it and think there's horrible rampant racism in NASCAR or against this guy Bubba Wallace. But then, it, you know, the redaction comes out and says, oh, it's not true. And you know how many people are going to see that? It's going to be a complete fraction of the amount of people. But it doesn't matter. The mainstream media, I mean, they already, the leftist mainstream media, they already sold the papers that they needed to sell. They already got the clicks. They already got put the headlines out that said this was a racist thing and got millions and millions of views. You know, so they made their money off of it. They can put out a redaction at the end of the article and say, oh, it wasn't actually, it didn't actually happen. It wasn't actually racist. It was a, you know, a garage pulley or whatever it might have been. And no one will see that. No one will see that, but it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter because actually putting out the truth does not matter to these people. And that's a really sad thing. You know, then again, then you think about why all these people are so brainwashed. Again, with the riots and stuff, you know, with the, the, the whole Rayshard Brooks and all of that stuff with the 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 news that they put out. I mean, they put out the news about how, how racist the Rayshard Brooks killing was. Rayshard Brooks, again, I believe is the name. I believe I'm saying it right. That was a guy in Atlanta who got shot uh, last week. Um, and they put out all the information about that and people just take it. And they don't actually look into it. And then they go and destroy their own city. The Wendy's, I mean, they go and destroy the Wendy's that it happened at. It happened in a Wendy's parking lot, but what did Wendy's have to do with the actual shooting? And they go and destroy the building that that it took place in. It makes absolutely no sense. So People are getting lies from the mainstream media, and the mainstream media's lies are fueling the actions that these people are taking on the streets of America right now. If the mainstream media had any sort of integrity or would actually show a backbone or present the facts even, what a crazy thing. We would not be having these riots. We would not be having this outrage. People would know the truth, and there wouldn't be any need for any of that because the truth is out there. So, yeah, I, I, I'm worried with the mainstream media. This is why PragerU is so important. This is why people should be you know, supporting PragerU because we try and put the truth out there. I do this podcast. You know, Dennis has his show and, and Candace Owens and everyone else. We do our stuff on here because we want to go against the mainstream narrative. It's incredibly important to do. I mean, if just, if just people could hear the things that, that we talk about, and I'm not, I'm not trying to be too vain by saying I know all the answers or anything like that, but I'm saying it's just a difference of opinion. If they could hear that that's even an an option to have a difference of opinion and not be a complete racist or horrible person, I I, I guarantee you we could change this country and make it a much better place. <coughs> Excuse me. It's just about getting that stuff out there. Yeah, so that's... Uh, a crazy story. And just reminds me of the Jesse Smollett thing. Oh, I meant to show this this picture. Maybe, Taylor, can you look it up? Try and find it. If you go, if you look up Will Witt Oscars, or look up Will Witt Jussie Smollett and see if you can find the picture. I went, we're going to see if we can find the picture, but I went to the Oscars two years ago when this whole Jesse Smollett thing. Yes, that one. Send me that picture. You can slack it to me. Slack it to me real quick. Okay, so I went to the Oscars two years ago when the whole Jesse Smollett thing happened for the first time, you know, and and everyone thought it was true. And then after, about the time of the Oscars, um, people knew that it wasn't true anymore. Sorry, I'm trying to pull up this image of me Um, so you can see what I I did at the Oscars because it was very funny, okay? It was very funny. Okay, here we go. I'm going to show you guys what I did here. I went to the Oscars with a subway bag and a sign that said Best Actor Jesse Smollett with a picture of him. Oscars 2019. Or that was a year ago. So that was a year ago that I did that. It was a ton of fun. It was a ton of fun. The amount of hate looks that I got was great. But I actually got a ton of love from people who are probably left-wing, you know, who are also tired of the lying. And so, yeah, there's my there's my story with, with actually going against the people that are, are putting those lies out there. So, and that picture went... Pretty viral. People really liked it, so it was a lot of fun. Okay, I want to get into um what's it called? Talking about
1: this. Okay, Which you need to take a couple swigs. We've got uh, two I need donors. Take two donors? Yep. We've, let me pull up the names. Here we go. Mitch Rat donated nineteen ninety nine.
0: Thank you, thank you, Mitch Rat. And who is the you other chug
1: it one? like a super trooper. And uh, mm. Susan Long said she donates monthly, but just donated a hundred dollars. So it's time. $100? To take a
0: hundred dollars? Oh, that's that's a is big so <laughs> that is so disgusting. That is so disgusting. I, I don't like syrup anyway. I was just eating pancakes this weekend, and someone asked me, and I said, "No, I hate syrup. Syrup is gross. I just put butter on my pancakes." Right, I'll take another swig, but I'm you doing owe this for Aunt you to
1: Jemima for all those years of not using <laughs> her product.
0: Yeah, exactly. This is this is reparations okay here we- <laughs> okay can i say that i don't want it probably get in trouble okay here we go those were like baby swigs i know okay it's pure sugar disgust it tastes disgusting and that's not racist for me to say it tastes disgusting okay just because there's a black woman on it okay it tastes disgusting because whoever made it made it disgusting okay i don't like syrup i'll show you guys what else i got because we're doing a, a whole eulogy for, uh, what's it called? Canceled brands, brands. Here we have Uncle Ben's Ready Rice Roasted Chicken Flavor. And I have some here, as you guys can see. For you guys listening to this later, you won't be able to see it. But now I'm doing rice ASMR for you guys. So, hope you enjoy that. And then I got Land O'Lakes Butter. They took the Native American out of it. They took her out of it. It look Doesn't it look so empty now without her in it? It looks really strange. Anyway, and so I'm not going to eat this butter, okay? I'm not eating the butter for you guys, even though I would. I really like butter. I like butter much more than I like uh, syrup. Syrup is disgusting. Anyway, I wanted to go over these ones and say it's just how ridiculous it is that people want to cancel these things. It goes along with the whole statues and how if you don't have anything real to fight for, Anything real to fight against, then you fight against maple syrup, you fight against butter, you fight against Uncle Ben's rice, you know, things that no one cared about a week ago or two weeks ago. No one went on and said, oh, this is so racist and we need to change this. It, I want to find the person. There has to be someone out there who literally has a job and their job is to go and find things to complain about and like and to call out as racist. Like someone who goes and searches the far fringes of the internet and, and goes through grocery stores and, and looks at everything and says, this is racist. Or I can twist this to make it racist. And then they send it to, I don't know, The Guardian or The Atlantic or something. And then get everyone to get f- infuriated about its racism. I want that job. I would be so good at it. Everything would be racist. I, w- I would love to do that. And then we have the one right now that I wanted to cover about, about Rhode Island. Rhode Island, they're changing the name of the state. Did you guys see that? Did you see that, Taylor?
1: I did see that. They're Actually, chi- from your tweet.
0: Yeah, I tweeted about it. I tweeted about Rhode Island. So apparently, the the Rhode Island, the smallest state in the union, also has the longest name. And there's part of part of the name has the word um, plantation in it. It has the word plantation in it. And now people are saying that it's racist, and they want to totally change the name. So, um, I don't, I guess the main problem with this is that again, with the, the syrup and everything else too, is that you change the name. Okay. You change the name, you get rid of a picture, whatever it might be, or you change the state's name. What does it actually help? You know, I like, you change the name of the butter and now racism against Native Americans is going to be over? Of course not. That's not how these things work. You change the name of the state, oh, racism's never going to happen again in Rhode Island? Of course not. I don't see the actual goal that these people are trying to achieve by this. It's all something that it makes themselves feel better. No one is actually offended by these kind of things. There might be, you know, one or two people who are offended, but the majority of people, if you went and asked them and you said, are you offended by the Native American on, fr- on the front of the butter? They'd be like, "No, I love her. She's great. She's. I bought that butter because she was on it. That's why I bought the butter. I thought it was cool." And now, Land of Lakes, you've lost my business, except for buying this today. But now, after that, <laughs> never buying your butter again. We're going with the one with the deer on it. You know what I'm talking about?
1: I uh, do. I can't think of what. Yeah, that brand Challenger,
0: else. right? Yeah. Challenger butter. I think that's what it's called. That butter is pretty good. The salted butter. That's. What I'm taking my business elsewhere. So you know, if you guys believe in this and you believe in the free market and capitalism and the right to choose then brands that you don't support changing their their logos and things you don't have to buy them anymore you know what i mean and if people really that's the exact same thing if people really thought this stuff was racist they could have just not bought it but they made them change it they made them change it by the mainstream media pushing down on them and saying you have to change it it's it's pretty ridiculous so we'll see what actually happens with these and now i want to show you guys a video of this statue being toppled over, okay? This is a statue of George Washington. So, as you can see, I mean, that's a, a truly terrible thing a statue of George Washington being taken down. We had these leftists who were first. I mean, this this debate has been going on for a while, okay, where we had these Confederate statues, these Confederate things all across America, and people said, these are racists. These are people who supported slavery. We want to take them down. I was kind of in the middle. I still was like, you know, they're part of American history. We should keep them up. But if enough people are really offended by it and they really want it taken down for, for real reasons, you know, who? It doesn't mean a whole lot to me, but this video of taking down George Washington, I mean, they also took down uh, Francis Scott Key. um, Some of the other ones that they took down, let's look, George, different George Washington statues, Ulysses S. Grant, Teddy Roosevelt statue. I mean, founding fathers of this country, they're taking them down. Because they believe that they're racist. So this goes to show the left's true goal. Okay, they want to say, oh, we're only trying to take down the racist people. We start with the Confederate statues. And then a few years later, now they're taking down U.S. presidents, U.S. founding fathers. The real goal is because they hate America. This goes back into my whole opening statement that I was talking about, where the left wants to totally transform this country. They don't believe in the values that this country represents and that we are so ununified okay? They want to tear down these statues because they hate this country. If they love this country, they wouldn't tear down these statues. It's like what Dennis says where he talks about, you know, radically transform. Like you can't say you love this country even if you want to radically transform it. It's like if you had a wife and you said, I love your wife. I love my wife, but I want to radically transform her. That doesn't make much sense. You don't want to radically transform your wife. You should love your wife for who she is. You know, so you have these leftists coming out and saying these things. It's like, when you had the, the State of the Union and you have Trump chanting USA, USA and then you have these these leftists in there and their white dresses and they're all you know protesting but they start chanting USA, USA. It's like how can you chant USA like you love this country when you want to radically transform it? You want to put in something like a Green New Deal which is totally anti-American every single way and then you want to say that you love what this country is about. You don't love this country. You love your own power. You love the agenda that you're trying to put in place but you don't actually love what this country is founded on. If you love what this country is founded on you would try and keep our history alive. You would try and keep our history alive and save this country. They also took down some statue, a statue of Andrew Jackson. And I wanted to play this video from one of my videos, this clip, because I think this might be my favorite clip of a video ever. Maybe you guys have seen this one. If not, s- strap in. Hey friend, who's your favorite president?
1: My favorite president, um, I would say Obama and Lincoln and Jackson.
0: Like Andrew Jackson? Yeah. He's Trail the- of Tears.
1: Yeah. I guess. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> um. Do you know a pol- <laughs> Do you know a political? Po- <laughs> well, Sorry. We- oh, that is my that is my favorite clip. I ask her if she likes The Trail of Tears, and she says yes. Can you believe that? Well, in that video as well, if you guys haven't seen that one, I interviewed a, a girl, and we're asking them, like, like uh, American history trivia. You know, this was at Washington, D.C. at the Capitol. So they should know at least something. They at least read it on, like, a billboard or, like, one of those information stands. But they didn't know anything. I interviewed a girl who was a history major. She was a history major, and she couldn't say when World War II happened. She couldn't say the 16th president... Uh, Other questions, you have to go watch the video. I don't totally remember. But again, this goes hand in hand with it. That you have people who are destroying the statues, destroying this country, and they have no idea even why. They don't even understand history. They they don't even know who George Washington is. I asked this couple right here. I say, who is the first president? They don't know who George Washington was. Can you believe that? Can you actually believe that? And now I can't go and say that these people are protesting right now, but I can say that their answer was not unfamiliar with with tons of other people answering the exact same way not knowing our first president not knowing this country's history i mean they're tearing down statues of abraham lincoln the guy who put in the emancipation proclamation to end slavery and they're tearing down those statues it just goes to show the level of dissonance and then you have governor como in new york saying that it's an act of expression if you tear down statues so the 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 leftists are even allowing this. They're allowing it to happen. They're letting they're allowing people to destroy their states. And again, back to my opening statement, talking about conservatives doing more. I mean, look at what the people who are supposed to be conservative are actually doing. You know? Nothing is getting done in these red states too. These places, they're rioting and looting. I mean, look what happened in Dallas. It was horrible. I know Dallas is a pretty blue city, but I mean, all these places, I mean, stuff is not getting done. Nobody is stepping up and actually doing something to stop these people. I know that Trump just put in the thing that there you will now you could face up to 10 years in prison if you, you know, go and destroy one of these statues. But how effective is that going to be? It's like, you know, Gavin Newsom, Gavin Newsom in California telling people that, you know, you have to wear your mask in public right now or you could be arrested, which he just put in last week, I believe that, you know, are required to wear your mask in public and it's like well you're defunding the police who who's going to actually enforce this so it's the same thing with like you know people tearing down statues who's actually going to fo- enforce this you see police some of these police officers going to these riots and they're kneeling they're kneeling with the <laughs> with the protesters so yeah it's all really messed up right now it, it there's a lot to get into and it gets me fired up but there's a lot going on right now you know what i mean you know what i mean taylor there's a lot know, going right. on Suzanne said that was such a little swig. That was not a $100 swig. It was a $100 swig. I swear it was a $100 swig. But I want to, sorry, I was reading the comments on what someone said. Let's talk about the coronavirus again, because this is important now that a lot of states have reopened. Texas, uh, Arizona, some of these other red states have, have opened more, and now they're seeing more cases. OK, this or at least this is what the mainstream media wants to tell you, that that we're seeing more and more cases and it's just going to continue to get worse as people open up and we're being totally unsafe and irresponsible because we're opening up the country again. OK, and we just saw restrictions in New York, Connecticut, and New Jersey right now for travel restrictions um, that the governor put in place because of coronavirus fears again. And to me, this is all absolutely ridiculous. Sorry, I got some of the syrup in my mouth and it's <laughs> and it's really disgusting. It's absolutely ridiculous the restrictions that they want to put on us. Okay, we saw what happened during the first lockdown. We saw what happened during the first lockdown and we saw that there was. Sorry, someone just messaged me about the syrup said fifty dollars to put syrup in my hair. I am not doing that. I am not putting syrup in my hair for fifty dollars. I would put butter in my hair, but not not syrup.
1: I think if cops can take a knee, you can take a bite of everything mixed together and rub it in your hair. All of it.
0: I'll take a bite of butter you if you guys want me to. I am being inclusive. I think about all races with what I eat. I'm not eating the butter. I'm not. Okay, I ate the butter.
1: <laughs> the comments are chanting, take a bite. So
0: I took a bite. <laughs> and this, this isn't even bad. My mom, she loves butter. My mom loves butter, and so now she made me love butter. I could eat this whole stick right now. Yeah, that's right. I'm really tough. I'm an alpha male. Hey, could you eat a whole butter? Yeah, I doubt it. This is actually... I'll take another bite. This is good. I love butter. I can't get enough. Mmm. If you had some brown sugar right now, and you mix a brown sugar and the butter, that's really good. I could just eat that by itself all day. What were we even talking about? We are talking about the coronavirus. I'm going to get the coronavirus from eating this butter. Have you guys... I went to the store today, actually, to get this butter and the rice and stuff, and I didn't get cursed out today, but I go to this Ralph's sometimes, and I don't like to wear a mask, okay? I don't like to wear a mask. If an employee of the Ralph's tells me to put it on, I'll put my mask on. Every single time, no hesitation, okay? It's their business if they want me to tell me to put it on, but I go in there without my mask on until someone tells me to put it on, okay? I don't know if that's me being rude or selfish, I don't know. I just don't. I don't know how many of you guys do that, too. Do you do that, Taylor? Or do you always put it on? Do you just follow every rule given to you, Taylor?
1: I wear a mask when I go in the store.
0: Do you? Okay. I I guess I'm a horrible person. And I'm probably killing all the old people because I'm not wearing a mask. That's probably what I'm doing. But then, I mean, I've gone twice now. And the first time, you know, I'm, I'm picking out flowers. And... I have some man come up to me and I don't have my mask on and he starts just yelling at me and he's like, You gonna put your mask on? I'm like, No, nah, if an employee tells me, I will. But, you know, I'm not near anyone. I'm just gonna keep it off. And this guy starts just railing on me. He starts calling, he's like, F you, just do it, you a hole. You like horrible. I'm just like, dude, calm down. And then I'm like, and then I'm like, You can go, I said, Go get an employee. Go get an employee of the store for them to come and tell me to put my mask on. Okay? And then he said, okay, I'm going to do it, D-word. <laughs> he called me like every bad thing in the world because I didn't put my mask on. And I was like, okay. And then I didn't pu- I'm not listening to you. My body, my choice, okay? I'm going to do whatever I want, okay? My body, my choice. If I don't want to wear my mask in the supermarket until an employee tells me, that's exactly what I'm going to do. And then I went yesterday. I was picking up, or two days ago, I was picking up charcuterie. I love charcuterie. And I'm going, and some other guy starts cursing me out. He just walks by, and he just says, F you, for no reason. Well, I guess a reason, because I didn't have my mask on. But it's like, how mean people are if you don't follow the guidelines from the California tyrannical government. It's like absolutely insane how big of sheep some people are. Like, the government tells you something. They tell you to obey this rule. They tell you that if you don't do it, you're going to die. And then people just eat it up automatically. And if you go against that grain at all then you're a horrible person. You deserve to get stoned inside of a Ralph's Frozen section. It's like absolutely ridiculous. So yeah, maybe people right now in the comments right now are telling me I'm, a, I'm mean because I don't wear my mask unless I have to. But I just, I really don't want to. So uh, anyway, going back to what we were talking about with the coronavirus is that it's going to be okay. We saw what happened during the first lockdown. We saw that people... We're totally fine. 85% of the people who were dying were practically old people, which is, don't want to downplay that old people are dying. Of course not. But that's how it was. Young, healthy people were surviving from the virus. They did a study of 150,000 people. Only 1.7% of those were between the ages of 0 and 18. And of that percentage, none of those children died. None of those people who were zero between, between the ages of 0 and 18 died. So the virus is not affecting young people like that. They should be allowed to go back to school. They should be allowed to go to summer camps. People who are, you know, excuse me, under the age of 40 years old, should be able to go back to work. And we saw, excuse me, and we saw that the hospitals were totally prepared. You know, they prepared. They prepared because they thought there was going to be such an influx of these people coming in and getting visits. But there wasn't. And now they were saying, OK, there are more cases coming up. Fair enough. That doesn't mean you close down the country again. OK, CNN, you don't close down the country again just because more people are getting the virus now. I mean, we knew that was going to happen. We're building up our herd immunity and we now have the tools to make everything ready. OK, the hospitals are totally ready for people coming in. OK, I haven't heard one complaint from a hospital, you know, I and I scout. Maybe there is a complaint. Sure. But I'm saying I'm scouring the Internet looking at this stuff and I haven't seen any hospitals complaining about, oh, we don't have enough resources because these new cases, no everything is fine. Everything is fine. I don't know why I don't understand why everything has to be such a doomsday scenario or the apocalypse because some more people got coronavirus. Everyone it's gonna be okay. We're gonna be fine. Okay? We cannot lock down this country again. You have to talk to your city councils and your governments and write to them and call them and tell them do not lock down, do not lock us down again. Okay. More it does so much more harm than good. If we lock down Los Angeles again, I can't tell you what would happen. I mean the civil unrest here is just horrible. I mean, why do you think so many people went out marched in the streets and were protesting? It's because they were all locked in their house for three months. They were so bored. So then they all leave and they come out and they that's something for them to do, to go out and protest and march, you know? And they just I just saw a thing from Now This, you guys know Now This, which is a totally leftist organization, leftist site that said Coronavirus cases didn't spike because of all these Black Lives Matter protests. So if that's true and that didn't happen, then why would people be wanting to lock down the country again? If you can go to a march with millions of people all sliding all over each other and rioting in the streets and you're not getting the virus, then why would you think that it's going to be so bad if people just go back to work or send their kids to school or to summer camp? Of course, it's not going to be that bad. It's all upplayed media hype. Okay. Look at the facts. Again, this is the same thing I was talking about earlier with looking at the facts. People are not looking at the facts at all. Sorry, I just got a message. People are not looking at the facts at all. Okay? It's a very important thing to do, and that's why we're here at PragerU. We're always telling you guys the facts that the mainstream media won't. Okay, I want to get into to some of your guys' questions. Okay. This is the last part of the show that we always do where I take your guys' questions. If you haven't already, you can go on and you can say... and You can drop your questions down below and I will be answering them. So, while I eat my Uncle Ben's rice. Which isn't even good. The rice doesn't taste good. The Aunt Jemima doesn't taste good. It's not racist of me to say that. They just don't taste good. They're just not very good brands, really. I guess. I
1: don't Capitalism know. Capitalism should take them out then, not... Uh cultural Marxism
0: that's right that's right Taylor okay here we go boomer boomer said I spent two hours in a company-wide meeting being berated for being white one man was applauded for saying there are too many white faces in management and HR I mean it goes to the whole affirmative action thing the entire affirmative action debate is just horrible you know I mean there was a a thing that was happening in california i believe it was like a year ago where they're saying you know we need to have the exact same amount of women bosses as we have of male bosses you know and i don't see why there's inherently anything better about being a man or inherently anything better about being a woman you know it's just a difference and if there's a woman boss and she's really good at it that's fine and if there's a man boss and he's really good at it, that's fine why do you have to make it so that everything is even You know, if women choose not to be bosses or, you know, they choose that they don't want to work at a company or if black people choose they don't want to work at a company and there's more white people there. You don't need to affirmative action in people for no reason just to make yourselves feel better. You know, these things are going to work themselves out. People naturally do what they want to do. Don't try and force them into something that you think they're supposed to like when they actually don't want to do it. Tim Fontenot said, what are your thoughts about them calling for all items with white Jesus to be taken down? It's really bad. It's really bad. So let's go into the white Jesus because this is actually pretty funny. I meant to talk about this earlier and I kind of forgot after I was eating a a stick of butter. So Sean King came out and he said, we need to get rid of white Jesus. It is a form of white supremacy. Um, What else did he say, Taylor? Do you remember? Exactly what he was saying. I, I don't have the tweet pulled up in front of me, so sorry. But he was basically saying, you know, it's a form of white supremacy, white Jesus. And so then I was looking, you know, through his Twitter, and it was pretty funny that he had a tweet talking about uh, his mother being sick and telling people that they should pray for pray for his mother, you know. And there's nothing funny about his mother being sick, but I'm saying, you know, he's telling people that they should tear down a statue, but then also telling people to pray to Jesus. It, does, it didn't really make a, a whole lot of sense. And to me, it doesn't really matter what Jesus' race is at all, whether Jesus is white or or black or brown, whatever his race is, it doesn't really matter. You know, what matters is the the values that come from the Bible, that come from Christianity, that come from religion. That's what really matters. And I don't really think, maybe I'm wrong, but I don't really think many people care about Jesus' race. You know, if there's a statue that is of white Jesus, of Jesus being depicted as white, you don't have to take it down just because it's white if people just go with the values that Jesus talked about. Jesus was not a racist person, okay? <laughs> I mean, that was he's a complete antithesis of, of what racism was. So for people to say, that, oh, that Jesus is a symbol of white supremacy, I mean, it's the most ridiculous thing I've ever heard in my life. So, yeah, I think it's I think it's absolutely ridiculous. Catherine Williams said, What should we do to support the police? It breaks my heart how they're being treated by IDK what to do to help. I mean, the first thing that you have to do is speak out. If you don't speak out and say that you actually support the police, then they're going to continue to get treated like crap. You have to go out and say on social media and to your friends and to people you know and at your work and say, yes, I support the police. And I don't care what you think about me, my support of them, okay? Police do amazing work. They help tons of people every single year. I mean, there was that video that just came out of that white woman. That white woman said uh, police the police on her sign, and she's yelling at black cops, about racism. This is how disconnected they are from reality. Yelling at black cops about racism. So they're not getting the truth out there. So you have to speak up and say, you know, I support the police. I support what they're doing. I want them in my communities. I don't want them defunded. You have to say something. And share all the PragerU videos that we have about police as well, because we have a ton of videos about police, and we at PragerU definitely support the police. We don't support bad cops, but we support good cops, and we support the police as a whole. Max Smart said, "Wit equals the upcoming Joe Rogan. That'd be cool, <laughs> but I never have guests on my podcast, so I would get some guests.
1: You'd have to go bald then and do the jujitsu.
0: Yeah, I could never go bald, and uh, you know, no DMT over here. But other than that, maybe maybe a little bit. Who who would you guys like to see as a guest on here? Um, I think you know, in terms of the conservative political world, we could get practically anyone really." Um, but if there's someone, you know, else who you think would be interesting or that I should have on to talk about debate or just, you know, talk about things going on in the world, please let me know. Drop it in the comments. I'd love to hear you guys' thoughts on that. Um, Jim said, Jim Draper said, Will, my sister wants to know if she can have your autograph. Her name is also Jim. (laughs) Please make it out to Jim. Jim, I would love to. I would, your sister sounds like a beautiful, amazing woman. I will for sure. Give you an autograph. I do actually have a uh, a podcast, or not a podcast. I obviously have a podcast. I have a PO box. If you go to pragueu slash contact, there's a podcast or PO box on there that you guys can send me fan mail or whatever it might be that you would like to on there. So, uh, Taylor, what's your favorite snack?
1: Favorite snack?
0: Yeah. I don't know.
1: Uh, protein bars?
0: No, don't send us protein bars, Taylor. You get one chance the quest and ones you, or you, those
1: epic meal chicken sriracha bars, those are delicious.
0: You get one chance to say anything that people could send you to eat and you choose protein bars?
1: You're the one eating Land O'Lakes butter on camera in front of thousands of people. And proud of about it snacks. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Listen, it's good. Butter tastes good. No, we we like uh, watermelon sour patch kids, don't we, Taylor? We I love like those. I like regular sour patch. I'm not gonna All right, we like either of them. Anyway, that we do have a P.O. box. Um, okay. Patty Day said, what's the state of Washington going to change their name to? Yeah, I have, I have no idea, but I heard about that one, too. I mean, the cancel culture just, when does it end? Is there an ending for cancel culture that they're going to get to a point where, you know, we've canceled everything, we've changed the names of everything uh, to, uh, you know, I don't know what they could change the names to. Is there a point that it ends? I don't know. I don't know. So I don't know what they'll change the name to. I don't know if they actually will, but it's an interesting thought. Um, Let's see. Kyle 498 said, does freedom of expression such as people tearing down statues fall under the First Amendment's freedom of speech? Of course not. No, it doesn't fall under freedom of speech. This is someone else's property. You know, someone bought that statue, someone paid for it, someone put it up there. It does not constitute his freedom of speech to destroy it and deface it. And even if it's a, even if it's public, you know, it's it's the government statue, you can't go and deface a government building either or go and tear it down. That's still illegal and has nothing to do with the First Amendment. You are destroying someone else's property. So, yeah, it definitely does not fall under the First Amendment. You can protest it. You can go and say this statue sucks or it's racist or I hate it. But you going and destroying it or knocking down a statue of George Washington, that is, does not fall under the First Amendment whatsoever. So, um, David Tornator said, what do you think about parlor? Yeah, I've been seeing a lot of people going on and, and, uh, making accounts. I actually have an account on parlor. You guys can follow me. Uh, I think it's at the will went. I think all my accounts are there. you can follow me on parlor. I believe I'm verified on there, but I haven't really been on parlor all too much. <laughs> Excuse me. But I I hear that it's blown up and a lot of people are trying to move away from Twitter and other social media apps that stifle conservative voices, which is fair. You know, I get it. The only reason that I disagree with something like Parler, not disagree with it, but that you know, I don't want to invest all my time in it and get away from Twitter is because Twitter is full of the people who don't agree with me already. I don't want to go to parlor and only be talking to people who already ex- agree with every single thing that I say or who have already seen all my videos. You know, I'm trying to reach people to, to change minds. I live in California in Hollywood because I want to make California a better place. You know, so I, I, don't, I live here because I want, to, I want the back and forth. So I go on Twitter, normal Twitter, where there's people of all different backgrounds and perspectives. Because I, I like that, you know, and I want that. That's what I. That's what I want for my job. So, uh, hopefully, Parlor expands into a thing that isn't just, you know, conservative echo chamber. I'm not saying that is totally how it is now. I'm just saying that I, I don't think that's the healthiest thing for for anyone to have a place where it's just a conservative echo chamber at all. So, uh, getting more voices on there is going to be really important if they want it to blow up. But yeah, I think I have a, an account, on there. Alan McMillan said, "Would you wear the mask if you're ordered to wear it?" Um, it depends. Again, private business. If a Ralph's or, you know, grocery store employee came up and said, sir, can you put on your mask? Which they have. I say, okay. And I put on my mask immediately, you know, or my bandana. It's no, it's no issue at all if the employee asks me to do it. If the government tells me that in public I need to wear my mask, no, I'm not wearing it. Who's going to enforce that? Are the police going to come and arrest me if they, if I don't wear my mask? Arrest me. I know. I'm like talking big game right now. But seriously, like I'm not the government doesn't get to tell me that I get to wear a mask out in public. You know, I mean, that's absolutely ridiculous. What right does the government have to do that? They don't have the right to do that. I'm not wearing my mask out in public. Don't tread on me, Newsome. Um, Clay Underwood said, when did you guys hire Rachel Maddow? (laughs) (laughs) That's really funny. Yeah, I, lo- I know. I look like Rachel Maddow. I'm
1: surprised Maddow. you I... read that one on air. I, just, I was just trying to mess with you. But...
0: Oh, no, I like that one. I, that one's really funny. People used to say I look like... They still say it. They say I look like Ellen DeGeneres, too. So, a mix between Ellen DeGeneres and Rachel Maddow. So, that's me. So, um, okay. Hollis Shayner said, What is your opinion on people losing their job or business after a crazy mob online calls them out as racist? No proof, just word of mouth. Yeah, I heard a girl just the other day who who lost her job uh, because, you know, she came out as a conservative. So, you know, the company, at the end of the day, you know, the company does, I believe, have the right to fire you if they don't like your political opinions. I think they should have the right to, to do that, you know. If you work for a, like, if you work for CNN and you're a super hardcore Republican, you know, and they don't want you there, they can let you go, you know, they have the right to do so. It sucks that it's that way, but that's just how it goes, you know, so um, it is much more skewed to to that, that left-wing companies are finding out people are conservative, and they, they want to fire them, than the other way around. But yeah, I, I do think that it is in the the rights of the company to be able to do that, despite it being you know a terrible thing that you can't come out safely and say that you're conservative all the time and feel that you're gonna still have a job or have a career or you know whatever it might be, um, I, I still do think it is it is legal of them to do so. I think they should have the right to be able to do that. Andre said, "Did your barber die? <laughs> no, I was actually just messaging my barber before this. I know it's getting really long. I'm in like the the awkward phase where, I'm growing my hair out, so it's in the awkward phase where it's in the middle, um, in the middle between what's it called, grown out and not grown out. Um, Samuel Mason said, "Get Tim Pool on and talk to him." Also, oh, $15. Samuel, ah, oh, I hate that so much. I really hate that. But yeah, Tim Pool is great. I saw a thing he. I ugh, my goodness. I saw a thing he was saying today. Which I actually thought was great. And I wanted to talk about this actually with Tim Poole. I saw this video that he was talking about. Where he was talking about how he worked at Disney. And he you know, told them. This is exactly what the last question I was just saying. With how he didn't cow to what they wanted him to believe in. He didn't give in to the left. Um, and the people who were above him trying to control him. And it was a really cool clip. I thought it was really strong and really powerful. Basically saying that you have to stand up to these people. No matter what. You know, he was saying all these other people out here, they're not doing anything. They're not speaking up and things continue to get worse. But at least he went out and he quit his job and, you know, he did something and he made something of himself, you know, and I feel a lot in the same way where, you know, people a lot of times nowadays talk about, you know, oh, it's, it's really hard to be a conservative out here and I can never stand up. And it's like, yeah, I get that. But I mean, I stood up, I did something, now I have a, a, an awesome career out of it and and have hopefully inspired a lot of people and doing a lot of good work in this country it's like you can't stand up you can't be so scared to not stand up you know I dropped out of school to go and do this you know scary that was for me you know with no degree and or anything and to be able to come out move to a place with no money and start a completely new job knowing no one here you know and I did that and that was the you know and I just, that's just because I spoke out and I had a passion for what I was doing and what I believed in. You know, you have to, I'm not saying you have to do that, but I'm saying, you know, speak out when you can. If you don't speak out, it's all going to continue to get worse. And the left is going to continue to say, oh, I can bully you or I can fire you or, or whatever it might be. They're going to continue to do that unless you actually say something against it. But that's about it today, guys. I think I'm going to wrap up the show. Remember, let me know if you guys would like to see this twice a week. We can do twice a week if it if it works out. Um, yeah, that's about it. Taylor, do you have any closing thoughts, anything you would like to say to the audience today? I any think they want to
1: see you take one more swig for the road.
0: We'll do one more. One more for you guys. Aunt Jemima. Okay, one more swig of Goodbye, Aunt Jemima. Goodbye,
1: Jemima. Goodbye, Uncle Ben.
0: I got to pour it out, too, like a... Like a 40 and like in the hood when someone dies. I got to do the exact same thing. <laughs> <laughs> okay, that was disgusting again. And I hate it. And I hate syrup. But thank you guys so much for tuning in. Remember, go to Apple Podcasts and you can rate this five stars and leave a review. It really helps us out. I really appreciate it. PragerU again is a non nonprofit. You can go to prageru.com slash donate to leave a donation to us so that you can help keep our videos free, help keep this podcast free, help me maybe get something actually nice that I can put behind me. If you guys, this is a picture of Craig. This is Craig here. This is my chief. Not my chief. This is the chief. (laughs) This is my chief. This is the chief marketing officer at PragerU. Don't culturally
1: appropriate that term.
0: Yeah, that's what I am. That's exactly what I'm doing. Craig, this picture is from the New York Times. When the New York... I I don't know what to point to this. It's all inverted. When the New York Times came and did an article about PragerU, they used that picture of Craig. And so it's like a meme at the office. And it's really funny. So anyway, what was I saying? Yeah, uh, we really appreciate you guys' support and and everything. So thank you so much. And we're going to see you guys in the next episode. See ya.